0: well hello everyone uh, happy hello 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 i should have uh known what i wanted to say here this is alicia from the let's get loud podcast with jna it is an a episode today just me in my office on day two of my hangover from my trip to ottawa so i just thought i would come at you guys and chat a little bit about my trip um the scale after my trip and just a little bit of an, an Alicia ketchup. Okay. I even like brought my little folder so that I could remember what happened. Okay. So hi everyone. I don't know if you guys are updated, fully updated on every aspect of my life, but I just got back from a three day trip to Ottawa. It was actually only two sleeps, So it was such a quick trip. So um, every second year beauty counter spends um, a couple days on, on the Hill at Parliament, advocating, lobbying, meeting uh, MPs to get our issues and concerns brought hopefully into Parliament. So what? why we do it every second year is we do a year Ottawa and then the next year we do D.C., so this was the, my first time doing this and having this experience with Beauty Counter. And it was so incredibly, I, I just learned so much. So first of all, you know, I, I'm sure I'm not alone here, but I like just didn't really know exactly how laws get changed. And what are the MPs really doing in their little offices and, and in that that room the the room is called, but they sit in it. And it's all very official, and there's like one side is liberal, the other side is conservative, and they're just like heckling each other, kind of. It's so interesting. So we were trained. Uh, we we arrived in Ottawa, and we were trained for a couple hours in basically what, you know, how to speak to the MPs, how to get the most um, impact out of your meeting. So we had had been working with a um, company that reached out to MPs and senators and tried to get meetings with us because the MPs might say, no, I'm busy. So they reached out and we tried to get meetings with them to bring to light our issues. So that's what we beauty counter hired a group to do that for us. And then we went in and we were working on basically like three things. This is something I really think that not a lot of people actually even realize, but we are so unprotected into what is the ingredients that are actually in our products. The the system is a little bit broken. First of all, it takes so much to get a law passed. Second of all, We're just so behind the times with the science, like the law is just behind. The science is there. The law is behind. And part of the reason it was explained to me that the law is so behind, it's that it it kind of falls into two different categories. So I think there's like a health minister and then there's also environmental. And so it's almost like them deciding who's actually in charge of this issue, so it kind of goes back and forth and no one seems to be really like grasping it. Now there was a vote. They were voting to, um, amensipa, which is the Canadian environmental act, <laughs> something they've been working on for a really long time. Uh, and unfortunately they didn't vote while we were there. They were supposed to anyway obviously there's still a ton to learn, but basically I'm going to give you guys my little spiel that we gave all the MPs. So it was quite nerve wracking. It was quite official. Everyone was super kind to us, but you have to like go all around parliament. Like there's not just like one building. There was tons of different buildings. Um, and we went right into their office or like a conference room and we just told, explained to them who beauty counter is. And especially from a Canadian perspective. So we talked about that there's 400 brand advocates, 4,000, sorry, Canadian brand advocates. um, And we have about 2,000, 200,000 Canadian customers. So we're just kind of wanting to show them that there are customers, there are people in Canada that are willing to pay money for products that are clean that are responsibly sourced. What I think is so incredible about Beauty Counter is that not only are we um not only are we asking for change but we're actually doing the change. So right now in Canada there's 600 ingredients that are not allowed in your products and Beauty Counter has taken that list above and beyond and we have 2800 ingredients that we will not allow in our products and so we are a for-profit company that is proving that you can be responsible with your ingredients and make money while doing it because often the implication of making a change like this something that's positive for the environment and people's health might be impacting business and we're showing that both can coexist so anyways we we basically these people don't some of these people didn't even know about the law what the rules were about No one knew about beauty counter. Um, so we honestly are just beauty counter. So even though we are a for profit company, the whole mission is for when we go to Ottawa is just to get advocate to get cleaner products in the hands of everyone. And we truly believe that if we fight it, then the the other companies will follow. And um, so we we just proved that safer products can be made without hindering the industry's ability to deliver on consumer expectations and to fuel the economy. Um so we basically asked for three things. I'm going to tell you guys I'm I'm going to go quick here and then we'll get to the good stuff but I'm I had a lot of people that were like tell us explain to us what you're doing in Ottawa. Basically, what happens is when you bring the issue to your MP, you basically need someone that's going to almost like champion for you, fight for you, someone that believes in in this, the the potential change. So we were looking for that person. We were looking for someone that was like, okay, yes, let's take this further. So basically product labeling. So we um, want there to be a full list of everything that's in your products. That doesn't seem unreasonable. And even another MP brought up to us, he said, well is really hard because you need packaging in French and in English and there's only so much space on the bottle, but beauty counter is doing that. So again, we prove that it is actually possible. Um, we ask that we close the fragrance loophole. So this is something you guys that you can look at your products at home. Um, if you look at the body wash in your shower and you turn it around and you see the word fragrance, basically that's like a a trade secret. That's how companies can hide products hide ingredients, hide potentially harmful chemicals in your products that you are putting on your skin every single day and not having to disclose what's actually in it because they just say fragrance. So we want to close that loophole and to require that everyone lists exactly what's in their fragrance. And the last thing is there's a confidentiality clause. So basically, I don't know if the clause is the right word. I just made that up. Sounded official, right? Basically, a CEO of a company can say, actually, no, we can't tell you what's in our products because of confidentiality. Uh, But that is just BS. That is them hiding behind something. The secret in, in products isn't necessarily just what's in them. It's the amount that's in them and, you know, how they're they're created in the lab. So that's where the secret is. So you can still tell a consumer exactly what they're putting on the, the cream that goes on their skin without letting, that doesn't necessarily interfere with or tell the competitor exactly what's in it. And they're going to all of a sudden have the exact same cream as you. So basically we want to work on those three things. And that's what we asked. We asked every single MPs. We were broke. There was 30 of us that went and we were broken up into a seven groups so cool. My group had the CEO in it. Like how incredibly powerful that the CEO of our company came with us, rode the bus, slept around Hill all day, sat in on those meetings, asked for us to speak and he would just sp- speak if it was kind of something more like businessy that he needed to be a part of. I just it was such a cool experience and it just shows you that they're putting their money where their mouth is that it's not just about saying the things it's also about doing the things. And it was just a really powerful um moment for me and you know I truly believe that there are so many consumers that are completely unaware about what they're putting on their bodies. I also was one of those people. I assumed that Canadian laws would be protecting me. I really did. I had a moment with Piper, actually. She has really sensitive skin, and and I just put sunscreen on her. Sunscreen has got to be one of the worst And most of us use sunscreen. Anyways, I put sunscreen on her and she had almost like a chemical burn all over her body. Her face pooped up. Talk about mom guilt. And I was almost like, I was mad. I was mad. I was frustrated with myself that I didn't educate myself enough to know that some sunscreen is potentially harmful. And I was upset with the laws and I was upset with, companies that are not, that are prioritizing profit over the health of Canadians. And I really, truly believe that both are possible. And it's just about, up upping the standards and if everyone has this expectation then ever then we're going to get we're going to get closer and better results and if you guys are ever curious about your products i love ewg it's a third party website so it's nothing to do with beauty counter it's just google ewg and you can look up your products and they rate them from 0 to 10 on the hazard scale and you can see where your products lie so your body wash or your current sunscreen and it'll give you an idea of what you're putting on your body. Okay. So that was what I was doing in Ottawa. And now let's get to the fun stuff. So, um, we arrived, our flight was really early. We have arrived at like 9am. It was so nice. Had a direct flight. Uh, got to Ottawa, had mimosas and had some time with friends, a couple of drinks and some snacks. And then we didn't went and did our training. We actually had it at the Ottawa art gallery, which was really cool, really beautiful. We also had our meal there. It was really nice. And then the next day we were up really early full day on the Hill. We had, I had three meetings with MPs and that was amazing. And then we went to, they bused us to a really nice restaurant for dinner. And so where, where the fun all happened is, so I'll tell you guys how I lost my shoes, okay? <laughs> so if you follow me on Instagram, you're like, why? Basically what happened, you guys, is I woke up. I woke up and I had to get my life together and I had to get on an airplane and I did not have sneakers. So what happened is when I was, someone in my group was pregnant. And her feet were really hurting her. And she'd brought two different pairs of shoes, but her feet were so swollen. She couldn't even fit in either pair. She was a size smaller than me. So I was like, oh, my sneakers will fit you. So I gave her my sneakers. She put them on. And then apparently at dinner, she told me that uh, they were behind the desk at the hotel. Well, I don't remember that conversation uh, because there was a few dirty martinis, a few glasses of Prosecco. And I thought that they were on the Hill. I forgot they, I thought they had gone left at the Hill. So I didn't ask anyways. So that's how I lost my sneakers. So I woke, I wake up in my hotel. <laughs> it's 6.15 AM. I'm like, oh shit, why is it light out? I didn't set my alarm. What time am I supposed to be? Where am I supposed to be? How am I getting there? My suitcase is not packed. I woke up completely naked with my earrings on and my makeup on. And in a bed of Pringles. I had eaten Pringles before bed, apparently. Anyway, got my life together, got on the airplane, uh, got home somehow, managed to get home. I'm on day two of my hangover right now. So, I just want to talk a little bit about the scale. So, as you guys know, or maybe you don't know, I'm on a weight loss journey right now, which is so exciting. I think it's one of the first times that I've, I'm like, there's no shame, there's no pressure. It's just like fun. Let's do this, let's lose weight. And so I, I'm i still kind of processing how I showed up while I was away and if I am proud or not, because it's almost like I want to say that I'm proud of how I showed up, but then the scale almost tells me otherwise, and I don't want to indicate my success based on the scale Because if I had of had the exact same actions and I came home and the scale was up only a little bit, I would be like, oh, I'm so proud of how I showed up. And I really tried to think about like individually each like individual situation. You know, I I want to say I didn't eat that much, but I mean it wasn't like there wasn't excess portions. I was never super full. But there was for sure certain situations that I could have found a way to consume less calories. So here's the part that I'm getting to. And this is the power, you guys, of the 20 and 20. So if you don't know what that is, it's a 20-minute for 20-day mindset method, basically. And it's a strategy to help you stay connected to who you said you wanted to be. And you just spend 20 minutes a day setting your intentions for the day, reflecting, and taking in content. So I guess, and basically what this tool has done for me is just upped my reflection and I'm on my second round of 20 and 20. I lost like five pounds the first 20 days, which is incredible. Super grateful, feeling so much better in my skin. You know, when I come home from this trip and and I'm up on the scale, like, like a lot. Now I know that day one is just most of its water weight, it's extra carbs, extra sodium. I just need to, you know, get get drinking my water, rehydrate my body, move my body today, eat vegetables today. And my stomach still, I do not feel at my best today still. And, and most of that, the weight that I put on over the trip will come off. I honestly haven't decided yet if I'm proud or not. I'll tell you what I i did. I, I didn't do. I didn't stay connected very well to my intentions of overall weight loss while I was away. And I think in my head, I was just like, well, it's really is only three days, like it's three days. And I was just really wanting to be present and in the moment of enjoying the experience. Honestly, it's like I just needed that little break of being so intentional all the time about what I'm putting in my body. But what I need to ask myself, and I think I'm going to need some perspective on this and I'm going to need some time is was it worth it? So yeah, I took a couple days off of being intentional with what I was putting in my body and, and, and not that I went crazy, but certainly there was a lot of alcohol that went in my body. But honestly, after uh, a couple days later, I need to say to myself, was it worth it? Was the break from staying intentional worth the up on the scale? Because at the end of the day, I am on a journey to create weight loss for myself. And if a three-day trip like that is gonna take me a couple weeks to recover from on the scale, maybe it's not worth it to me. So I'm honestly, I didn't fail. I didn't do anything bad. I'm not gonna regret anything. I'm gonna just take this as a learning experience. And the next trip that I go on, while on a weight loss journey, I'm gonna say to myself, Is disconnecting from your intention of weight loss worth it to you? And only I I, I need some time um, to have perspective on that. So, and then I really need to ask myself, why did I feel, okay, full honesty, guys, I'm going to wrap this up here. I have crushed my abundance mindset when it comes to food. I have such an incredible abundance mindset when it comes to food in the sense that when I'm around food, I don't feel the need to eat way past hunger. I don't binge eat anymore. Like if I just look at the food that I put in my body over the last three days, not my regular, but like literally no big deal, nothing in excess, never felt super stuffed. Okay. Uh, You know, we had a buffet. I went once, I had one plate. Great. Moving on. I'm really still struggling with my abundance mindset around alcohol. And I, again, I don't know if I want to work on it. It happens so infrequent just on these trips. I'm telling you guys, all you can drink Prosecco just hits different than Prosecco. And you go up to the, to the bar and they're like, can I make you a drink? I'm like, sure. Yes, yes, please, sir. And open bar just gets me. So imagine it's like, it's like buffet, a free buffet. And if you're struggling with your relationship with food, a free buffet, you're like, oof, that's difficult for me to be reasonable. Well, that's where I'm at with alcohol. When it's, when it's free alcohol, I struggle with my abundance mindset. And again, this is for me to reflect on. This is for me to decide if this is something that I want to work on. This is for me to choose if I want to show up differently, or maybe these trips are just so infrequent that I don't need to work on them. It's kind of like, you know, when people say, oh, Going out to eat is so hard for me. And then I say, well, how how often do you go to eat to a restaurant? Once a month or once every few months. And it's like, well, maybe you don't need to work on that because it's so infrequent. But if it's someone that's trying to create weight loss for themselves and they go to eat two to three times a week, then for sure that person let's let's work on this. So I'm in that situation so infrequently that I don't know if it's like really worth the mental energy that it would require to create an abundance mindset with alcohol when it's free honestly and as you guys are listening maybe you're like oh my gosh an open bar that's like my dream come true maybe there's people who've never had that opportunity in their whole life and so this is just me honestly really just thinking about that trip connecting it to my weight loss journey I do think that if by the end of this 20 days I do not create weight loss me looking back on that, those three days, I will be upset with myself. If I did, if I, if I disconnected so much during those three days that I did not create weight loss for myself. And I also know that I could have enjoyed my experience just as much and been more present. And in the moment, without as much alcohol and that that's a me thing that's something that I need to explore and and figure out but this is just me reflecting with you guys being vulnerable with you guys being honest with you guys and i'm going to keep you posted. so by the time i do my next uh podcast, my next solo podcast, i will have finished my second round of 20 and 20 and i will let you guys know what my new goals are for the next set of 20 and 20 and how i intend to show up and if i've created weight loss for myself again and if not what i'm going to tweak and and adjust to to make sure that that happens because i i do want that. i want to feel more comfortable in my skin and i deserve that. okay guys, thank you so much for for listening. So if you live in New Brunswick, we are going on tour starting tomorrow. We are in Bucktush tomorrow, and then we're going to be in Neguac, Tracadie, Bathurst, and Fredericton all next week. So check out our Linktree tree. I'll put the link here uh, in this podcast, in the show notes, you can check it out. Come see us. We're just going to be going around from city to city, spending uh, some time with you guys, answering questions, doing a little presentation about what your weight loss is all about and how we're going to help you lose weight this summer because our four month summer promo is on right now. And you can purchase that anytime in May, but after May it is all gone. So the four month promo is what we are um, promoting in our tour. So if you're interested in that, again, the link I will put in the show notes. Thank you guys for listening. Have an amazing day. Let's hope tomorrow I am not still hungover.